Hi, I'm Nicole Goodman. And I'm Lauren Mishkon. The advice for self-care today is endless and can be yet another overwhelming job for women. Every episode, we trial a different self-care practice, live it to the letter for a week and report back to you on the results. Will it actually improve your well-being or will it be another waste of your time? We test out self-care so you don't have to. Welcome to Self-Care Club, wellness road tested. Hey, Nicole, what are you doing? Nothing. Nothing? Nothing. That's right. Absolutely. Fucking nothing. All week, Lauren, because we are practicing the Dutch art of Nixon. I'm Nicole Goodman. And I'm Lauren Mishkon. And this is Self-Care Club, wellness road tested. Nixon, the Dutch lifestyle concept of doing nothing. Doing nothing sounds really counterintuitive in our busy, fast-paced world that is obsessed with productivity and efficiency. First, there was hygge, the Danish concept that made staying in and getting comfy and cozy cool. Then from Sweden came legom, teaching yourself how to approach life with an everything-in-moderation mindset. Now there's another Northern European trend that's being embraced as a way to combat our increasingly busy and often stressful lives. Nixon. This increasingly popular Dutch concept is as simple as, well, doing nothing. You say simple. It's not simple. Nixen literally means to do nothing, to be idle or doing something without any use. It is where you relinquish control and just stop. Practicing Nixon could be as simple as just hanging around, looking at your surroundings or listening to music, as long as it's without purpose and not done in order to achieve something or be productive. Think simply sitting in a chair and looking out the window. And when thoughts occur, you don't interrogate them or imagine them being carried away on balloons. You just let them happen. At a time when meditative practices, concentrating on breathing and mantras can feel like yet another thing to do, and mindfulness is about being present in the moment, Nixon is more about carving out time to just be. Even letting your mind wander rather than focusing on the details of an action, Nixon is liberatingly simple. Stop doing everything right now. Congratulations, you just did a Nixon. It is essentially sanctioned daydreaming. The Italians have a wonderful expression for simply allowing yourself to be still and quiet to just be. La dolce fa niente. Translation, the sweetness of doing nothing. They have long mastered the enviable quality of being able to really enjoy doing nothing. To them, it's quality time well spent. In fact, it's so enjoyable, it's sweet. But the British have yet to create such a concept. The World Health Organization officially recognized burnout as a chronic health illness caused by stress for modern life. Nixon provides relief for people who feel overwhelmed by the pace. It is also an attractive idea for those who are not overwhelmed, but still feel the pressure too. Carving out time to be idle is crucial. Rut Wienhoven, a sociologist at Erasmus University Rotterdam in the Netherlands, who studies happiness, told Vogue in an interview, Nixing allows for the floating of free thoughts rather than focusing one's thoughts. If and when you take rest has become a matter of personal choice rather than the general norm, he says. For example, everyone used to treat Sundays as a day of rest, but not now. 
Taking personal rest really is up to you. Whether that's sitting in the garden doing nothing or simply staring out of a window, society no longer dictates when such idle moments should be enjoyed. But finding time to do so is imperative. Downtime should be taken seriously and we need to stop seeing doing nothing as a waste of time. It actually can be the best use of time. So what are the potential benefits of Nixon, Lauren? Is there any size to prove it's worth getting busy doing nothing? Yes. In the Netherlands, Nixon has historically been dismissed as laziness or as the opposite of being productive. But as stress levels climb globally and their crushing health impacts like burnout are getting recognition from the medical profession, doing nothing is increasingly being framed as a positive stress-fighting tactic. Everyone is looking for some way back to ease and connection, says Eve Ekman, the Director of Training at the Greater Good Science Centre at the University of California, Berkeley, who calls the national levels of stress among adults and teens in the US daunting. Ekman, who studies stress and burnout, says that research is strong when it comes to the benefits of slowing down, from emotional benefits like reducing anxiety to physical ones like slowing the aging process and strengthening the body's ability to fight off a common cold. Another benefit of Nixon is that it can help people come up with new ideas. Even when we nix or do nothing, our brain is still processing information and can use the available processing power to solve problems, which in turn can boost our creativity. This could manifest itself in having a breakthrough solution to a problem on a walk or a great business idea revealing itself whilst daydreaming. Research also shows that doing simple tasks that allow your mind to wander can stimulate creative problem solving, even improving your ability to work through a problem you may have been stuck on earlier. A 2013 study published in Frontiers in Psychology on the pros and cons of a wandering mind showed that this process can help an individual get inspired about achieving his or her goals and gain clarity about the actions to take in order to meet these goals in the future. See, I think now that's counterproductive in the practice itself, because if they're saying one of the benefits is to be able to focus on your goals and to be able to be, you know, have more clarity and clearer thoughts and everything else. Doesn't that mean that the art of doing it is going to have a purpose? And the whole point of it is not to have a purpose. Well, I think when you're doing it, there is no intention in it. But the side effect is that these benefits come to you. But do you see what I'm saying? You would I do. I do walk into it with a purpose. I think they're saying ideally you, you, there is no goal. There is no purpose. It's just in the nothing things happen. Yeah. I think that's how people can kind of twist it in their minds into becoming another thing to do when it's supposed to be the complete opposite. You tell me about the downsides. Well, there are, there are some downsides. Scientific journals suggest that letting the mind wander for too long could mean getting caught up in ruminations rather than feeling refreshed, which may have some psychological effects. In the 2013 study, Pros and Cons of a Wandering Mind, researchers observed participants had an increased heart rate for a 24-hour period after the mind-wandering exercise and had trouble falling asleep the next night. Hmm. The researchers noted, however, that these consequences in the immediate aftereffect were not predictive of people's emotional states in the long term and that daydreaming, especially about family and friends, is associated with higher life satisfaction. 
Mm. Obviously, it's not just possible or practical to practice Nixon constantly. We can't do nothing all of the time. So carving out time to be idle, balanced with an active lifestyle can maximize the benefits of Nixon, according to Wienhoven. Though rest is functional and may make one feel better after activity, it is not a main way to happiness in the sense of life satisfaction, he says. In fact, people who participate in more productive activities tend to be happier due to more robust social connections and a stronger sense of self-efficiency. According to a 2016 study of older adults, Research has also shown that happiness begets productivity, meaning there's a correlation between relaxation, happiness, and productivity. I mean, it all sounds like common sense, doesn't it? Yeah, so far, definitely. But what it all comes down to is finding out what ways of relaxing fit you best, says Venhoven. There is not a necessarily a one-size-fits-all approach. Rather, you will discover which behaviours are most effective for you through trial and error. Relaxation can be combined with easy, semi-automatic activity. So whether that's something actively passive and somewhat second nature like knitting or walking, what matters is that you're giving yourself permission to nix regularly and without intention. So tell me, Nicole, how do people go about practicing Nixon? I just want to say before we go there, yes. my, my puzzle club is looking yes. pretty damn good right now, isn't it, Lauren? Absolutely for shiz. Yeah. Yeah. What you got to say about that? I, I, well, I'll tell you later in the, <laughs> in the podcast. <laughs> so, right, let's talk about how we practice Nixon yeah. and the irony, Lauren, that we are at a point in time that we actually need instructions in order to do nothing. I mean, what? I think it's so tragic. Tragic the is the actual, word I'd use. Yeah. I know. It turns out that Nixon isn't something you can just plunge into. <laughs> Because golf, it might be very dangerous. There are warning signs. It might signs. be, could be. <laughs> it takes time to build up to a level of comfort where you can happily do nothing. It's actually exceptionally difficult, especially when you are wired to do something all of the time. Most people spend a lot of time relaxing that actually involves scrolling through social media. These breaks in your day might be most helpful when you're tired and need a reset or when you're looking for space to be creative or having trouble focusing on a task. Instead of fighting your natural rhythms, try giving into them. Dare yourself to be idle. Try to push through the discomfort. Start with taking just a few minutes each day to practice Nixon and work up to longer stretches, ideally building up to one whole evening a week with no obligations. So here is what Nicole and I did. And these are the rules that we put in place for ourselves this week. Number one, first thing in the morning, when you're waiting for the kettle to boil or the machine to make your coffee, do nothing. Number two. Can I, can just, I, just, say, yeah. can I just say what I normally do on that? Go on. Because that, re that first one really made me laugh when you said yeah. over my list of instructions this week. Yeah. Because normally what I do, when I, when I do my coffee and I press, yeah. and I press start on the coffee machine, I try and get the dog's food in her bowl and over to where she has it by the time the coffee's done. So I play a little game with myself. And so when I'm emptying the dishwasher, I try and do that in the time that I'm toasting my daughter's bagel. I mean, this is how, so it's, it's already highlighted loads of stuff because you try to be so super productive all the time. So when I saw that I had to stand there doing nothing with the coffee, I just thought, Ugh, is what I thought. Hmm. Number two, 
When you have just (laughs) finished replying to all your emails and you have a natural pause in the day, do not move directly onto another task and do not browse social media. Instead, sit for five minutes and do nothing. Lovely. Number three, download the Calm app on your laptop or phone and spend two full minutes watching and listening to the sea whilst, guess what? Doing nothing. Number four, (laughs) take a walk without your phone. Just walk, people watch, look out for birds, observe, let your mind wander. Number five, look for a Nixon friendly hobby like looking after goldfish, nature photography, bird watching, or try a semi automatic hobby like knitting. Or a puzzle. Yes. You want to be in my puzzle club now, don't you, Lauren? Listen, I think that we should both be aware that the first rule about Puzzle Club is that you don't talk about Puzzle Club. (laughs) Shit goes down in Puzzle Club, let me tell you. (laughs) (laughs) Number six, embrace boredom. Switch off your phone, stare out the window. After the initial panic wears off, just try staying in the moment. So... How are you feeling going into the week, Lauren? Excited, relieved, relaxed, ready to embrace doing fuck all after all this stuff you've put me through in January. All these things I had to do. Now suddenly, just do nothing. I felt amazing. How did you feel? um, I hated the thought of it. Hmm. I just told you because of how I run you know, the coffee machine and the dishwasher are two examples of how I try and get things done. So this is a massive, massive edge for me. Have you ever tried it before? No. Have you? Do you? No, but I do think there is something deeply sad and wrong with society that we need a movement and permission to do nothing or slow down. It's tragic, actually. I would like to put a disclaimer out. I know I do this on a lot of shows. Yeah. I just want to say I am a huge advocate of rest. I think rest is probably one of the most underutilized forms of self-care that we have in our back pocket. Um, And I am a massive, massive supporter of resting and stopping. And you'll see what goes on in my week of why I really feel the need to say that. So did you have any preconceptions before you started doing nothing? Yes. (laughs) Which were? (laughs) That this was going to be awful. Okay, interesting. I actually thought it was going to be completely dreamy. Um, I'm never bored. So I was really interested to see, would I be bored? I never, it's just not, I never feel bored, ever. That's good. You know what they say, only boring people get bored. So I, I, yeah, I was really interested. So do you want to, do you want to hit me up with your week? Okay. I will go. Go then. I struggled. I was in a very struggling mindset towards this practice. I felt quite resentful about it. Um, I felt like this was going to be a waste of fucking time. I'm totally falling into that category of having to do something, having to achieve something to be productive is all attached to my self-worth. I'm very aware of it. Um, and this is how my week went. I'm going to give you a few voice notes. Okay. All day I've been trying to do nothing. And today was quite a good day because I didn't have that much on today. So I could have done nothing. And every time I get to that moment of, right, now I just stand here for two minutes and do nothing. It's like, it's like the biggest dread comes all the way down me. And I just think, 
but I don't want to do that because that is a total waste of time. I am struggling to get past the fact that this is a total waste of time and I cannot waste time and God forbid I waste one minute of my life. And I, and I get that there's a lot of goodness from it and if I just give it a go, but I, I'm struggling to allow myself to be comfortable to do nothing. And then mm. there's this. I've worked out the issue with this practice this week. It's boring and I don't like being bored. It's like a pet hate of mine, almost a fear, I would say. I don't do boring. I can't be bored. And boredom to me is just the worst fucking thing that you can be in life because what a waste of time to be bored. It all ties back to the same thing. It's about wasting time and being bored. And this practice feeds into both of those. I still haven't done it, by the way. Um, and I'm supposed to be going for a walk without my headphones because you're just supposed to do nothing. But that to me is like, it's like robbing me of joy. I don't, I don't understand. I, I'm really, I cannot get my head around it. So, wow. <laughs> so hold on, I haven't finished. So then I actually go for the walk. Okay. Yeah. And so now this voice note is when I've come back from the walk. Okay. So one of the practices was to go for a walk without headphones and just walk, which I did. I don't get it. I, I, I don't get it. I don't get, I just feel a bit hard done by because I've just had a really nice 25 minute walk and I could have listened to a lovely podcast. Um, so I feel like it's just <clears throat> taken something away and not added. I don't, I don't understand the point of that. Like I'm just as relaxed when I'm listening to a podcast. In fact, I'm more relaxed if I'm listening to a podcast or some music on my walk because it's what I love to do, but I don't get it. I, I don't get it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Oh. Yeah. Let me ask you this question. <laughs> what, what, this is a serious question. It's not even a funny question. What do you think would happen when yeah. you just stopped? Is there some sort of like, seriously, is there some sort of fear there that something is going to come and smack you around the face that you don't want to acknowledge be around look at like what what are you worried that is going to happen in the space of nothingness okay so I was going to make a joke saying I think I, I think the whole world is going to come crashing down if I do nothing for five seconds um obviously nothing's going to happen absolutely nothing is going to happen the rational intelligent part of my brain tells me that nothing is going to happen I just I don't get it to me, it seems like a waste of time. I go on this walk. I'm walking. The sun was shining. It was gorgeous. Why have I got to do it without my head? I like listening to something. I don't, it, doesn't, it didn't feel more relaxing. It felt a little bit more unpleasant. I don't get it. Do you not like being in, do you not like being in your head, in your own head? I have no problem being in my own head and I love my own company. It's not that I need to be distracted. Maybe it is I need to be distracted all the time and I don't realise. But I don't get it. I don't, I don't get it. Right. So the self-care to me yeah. is about adding value to your life. Yeah. Not taking it away. Now, like I said, I am a massive advocate of rest. I think it is imperative to your wellness that we rest and that we mm. stop. Mm. Mm. But the doing nothing in that. So I stop in different ways, like I do my puzzle. Or I watch yes. some trash TV yes. or I'll go and talk to a girlfriend. That to me is restful. 
that to me when, is nourishing. When you, when you do your puzzle, are you listening to a podcast or are you no. just, what are you doing? Are you just no. sitting doing the puzzle? Yeah, I just sit well, and do the is, puzzle. But that is Nixon. But, but that, but okay, so this is the bit I don't understand because that yeah. to me is purposeful. Uh, okay. Because, and, and Nixon is about having no purpose. To me, sitting doing a puzzle is... The, the purpose is relaxing. The purpose is stopping. The purpose is my mind shutting down and getting away from my phone. You know, that to me is does very your mind purposeful. Okay, so does your mind shut down when you do the puzzle? Or actually, do you find it opens and thoughts come in and then ideas flow and stuff happens? Or is it just, I am sitting, I am putting pieces together? I have never come away from a puzzle needing to write an idea down. And I often do have to write ideas down. Often when I exercise, when my body's moving or when I'm walking, I'm often inspired. And then I write a word. So perhaps that's my version of Nixon. I don't know. Yeah. But never from a puzzle. So I think we're looking more at the definition of purpose because purpose, I would say, is is work, is something with an end goal. Yes, okay, the puzzle, the end goal is to finish the puzzle, but it's not with a, it's not a purpose. Do you know what I mean? It's like knitting. The end purpose is you've made the scarf, but really you're just doing the knitting. It's semi-automatic. Your mind purpose. can go. You're right. It's about reframing the purpose. So oh. it's it's the yeah. So that's the difference. That's the definition for you. Well, I can't. I hate wasting time. Because yeah. I think that honestly, and this is going to sound so cheesy, so please be forgiving here and don't rip me to shreds. Yeah, I, I really think that <laughs> Go on. she says, I really think that every day is a, a blessing that we are here. I think it's a miracle that we're here. And I think every day that you open your eyes and you're healthy and that you can live life is we should be grateful for being here. I should be grateful for my life because I have so much. So to sit there and sort of idly waste it doing fuck all just feels like a bit disrespectful. But you don't feel that sitting doing your puzzle for half an hour is idly wasteful. You feel that's with a purpose, but it's not really with a purpose. You're not helping anyone, not really anyone in your house or the wider world. You're just sitting doing a puzzle because it's enjoyable. It's enjoyable. Right, well, then, exactly. Well, then, then you are mixing. Isn't isn't joy purposeful? Surely that should be mm. the most purposeful purposeful thing that we follow in life is to find our joy. So the mixing of doing the puzzle whilst mixing brings you joy. There you go. There you found your purpose in the nothing. I've got more voice notes. Okay. It's eight o'clock in the morning. The rest of the household are asleep. It's a Saturday. I'm going to try this Nixon gig. There is washing to do. There is the dishwasher empty and the bins need emptying and the dog needs feeding. So doing Nixon now, which is normally my active time, let's say on a Saturday, is a stretch. We've discovered the whole thing is a stretch, but let's see how we go. Well, that didn't go well because the dog suddenly disappeared as I went to shut my eyes and just have a couple of minutes, a couple of minutes to myself. She'd gone upstairs and done a poo. See, that's what happens when I take my eye off the ball. Someone shits upstairs. So that is my analogy of the whole fucking week. So what happens when I stop? Someone shits upstairs. I think that's a, actually a fairly good summary of your feelings about doing nothing. Shit will bad, literally bad shit will happen if I stop. That's that's it summed up for you, isn't it? I just I I just thought the dog was just really driving the point driving the point home she did she did so that's my week
This week we are sponsored by Notion. Why do we love Notion? Because it brings our ideas to life. It's like having access to tomorrow's tools today by combining all our research scripts and notes into one simple space with the added power of AI built right inside, not a separate AI tool or browser tab. I used it the other day to plan all our social content for the next three months. It's made what's usually a really long, daunting task super quick, simple and streamlined, leaving us with more time and energy to focus on what truly matters, which is bringing self-care to the listeners and less stress for us. Notion is a place where any team can write, plan, organise and rediscover the joy of play and the Notion AI turns that knowledge into action. It can answer any question in seconds, summarise your meeting notes and keeps you completely organised. If you can think it, you can make it. It's become an integral part of our podcasting toolkit and we're calling it self-care. Try Notion for free when you go to notion.com slash self-care club. That's all lowercase letters, notion.com slash self-care club and start turning ideas into action. And when you use our link, you're supporting our show. Notion.com slash self-care club. Stakhanov's brand new show, My Seven Wonders with Clive Anderson, launches this Wednesday. Clive will be quizzing some of the world's most interesting celebrities, including Griff Rhys Jones and Shappy Sandy, about their own personal Seven Wonders of the World. Join Clive and his first guest, Dara O'Brien, this Wednesday. Dara talks to Clive about his love for the Irish sport hurling and some of the extra benefits that come with owning a hurley stick. It's just pleasant to have a big stick in the house every so often. For home security, it's always nice to know that I have an arsenal uh, if I need it. I'll bear that in mind if I'm tempted to burgle your house in the middle of the night. Just do it. Honestly, that's how I stand. I stand <laughs> naked with my Irish testicles dangling, <laughs> challenging people. They discuss finding humour in quantum physics. It's like saying, is the cat dead or not? Would you, somebody just open the box? Would somebody just open the box? <laughs> And discovering new passions during lockdown. Lockdown ran a schism, essentially, between the young comics who immediately went, I must learn new skills, I must learn video editing or TikTok, and I must find new ways to bring my comedy to people. And the older comics who went, your retirement will be all right, actually. <laughs> in the garden. <laughs> Turns out, you know, it's okay. It's not too bad. Search My Seven Wonders with Clive Anderson on your favourite podcast player to hear the first episode this Wednesday. My Seven Wonders with Clive Anderson is a Stakhanov production. Now, come on, Mrs. Nixon, let's do it. Okay, it, it started well. I, I really relaxed into it. I started very small. Uh, I just did a few minutes on the first few days, and that was literally turning the kettle on to make tea in the morning and just doing nothing. So I'm the same as you. I put the kettle on, and then I race to the laundry room <laughs> to see if I can get a well, load in, transfer to the dryer, maybe hang up before the kettle has boiled. So I just didn't do that. And yes, it does feel weird. But as they say in the intro, push through, push through that feeling of uncomfortableness. I am standing doing nothing. And then it kind of feels normal. So, so that was okay. Uh, and now I have a little audio for you. Halfway through my week of Nixon, and what I am really enjoying is standing in my kitchen, staring out the kitchen window. I filled up my bird feeder and my bird seed brings all the birds to the yard. So that is just great, bringing me such joy watching them come and go and mulling over life 
And as said in the introduction, creativity struck today whilst I was standing here doing nothing. I felt inspired about what I was going to buy Nicole Goodman for her upcoming birthday. So I feel like it is five minutes doing nothing well spent. Well, it's well spent for me. It is. Fantastic. I'm a bit annoyed because it was supposed to come yesterday and it hasn't yet come. So now I'm a bit broigus. But anyway, it'll, and also, come. it'll come. People don't know what broigus means. What does broigus mean, Lauren? This is the, your, your Yiddish lesson for the week. A bit cross. bit cross. Well, yeah. Um, and did you make a Khalees reference? My milkshake brings all the boys to the yard. Yeah. Yes, I did. But what happened was... But you know was, what Khalees is singing about, don't you? Uh, uh, I'm not going to sing about that because it's not appropriate and your dad listens. You, met, you but... made the reference. <laughs> you brought the reference to the show. <laughs> anyway, I just want to tell you that filling up my nice bird feeder and everything else and all of that spectacularly backfired, much like Miley shitting upstairs. Later that day... Ollie and Josh spotted not one, but two rats in my garden. No. Okay. Why? Because they dropped all the seeds, the birds, because they're not, they're not clearing up. Yes. We called the rat catcher because that is, that's a non, non-acceptable thing for me. And the rat catcher of 20 years experience said that bird seed does not just bring all the birds to the yard it brings rats <laughs> and mice is better than yours my yes. life is <laughs> so they live Sorry. off what falls out of the seed of the feeder and basically i have now become their source of food and they can smell it from up to a kilometer away so i poo-pooed this i was like don't be ridiculous it's in a plastic thing and there's no way and then as i stood in the kitchen window, I saw a little mouse standing underneath the bird feeder, eating the fucking seeds that you the see? birds you had see dropped. what Nixon does. You see, right. so it had to go, and along with it, my bird watching joy was demolished immediately. Aww. I know. Have the, have the rats gone? <sighs> so far, yes, yes. So that was that. Uh, another little voice note for you. Nixon continued. It's Sunday. I came down to the kitchen when everyone else was still upstairs, made a cup of tea, sat at the kitchen table, staring out the window. It's snowing. Well, I say snowing. It's more like rain that's formed into white blobs, but not proper snow. Uh, I sat there for nearly 20 minutes till my husband came down and asked me what I was doing. The reply, nothing. Oh, well, what were you thinking about? Well, I said it was very deep. I was thinking about the snow, which reminded me of the Zara dress in 2019, the black one with the white spots. That that was where my head went to. So, you know, deep, meaningful, life-changing stuff going on here. <laughs> <laughs> No inspiration here in the whole 20 minutes that you did nothing? The inspiration was I realised that I don't think that Deepak Chopra needs to give up the day job quite yet. I'm not ready to replace him. Excellent. I think he will be breathing a big sigh of relief. He, he really will, won't he? <laughs> but I did manage the full 20 minutes. So that was, you know, I felt like I'd progressed in my doing nothing. Did you feel like you'd achieved something, Lauren, in your 20 minutes? Just putting yes. it out there. Yeah. Yes, but you're not supposed to have achieved anything. That's the whole fucking I point of it. I achieved the state of Nixon. Yes, 
Yes, you did. And congratulations. And I do not want to take that from you because I know you're proud of yourself. I'm just honing in on the point that the whole this whole practice is about not achieving because we live in a culture where we have to achieve. Do you see what I mean? There's such a, it's so, I I get it. It's a very gray area. In an unlikely turn of events, Nicole, you and I are about to align. You may be surprised to hear that, but the week declined. It did decline after that Sunday. By Sunday, I felt like I was nixing like a professional Okay. <laughs> Are you going to be like the Queen's Gambit version of Nixon? Well, wait for it. Had a bath for about 40 minutes, washed my hair, got out of the bath, did a bit of strip waxing and then sort of buffed my nails. Are we considering this Nixon? Well, sort of. It's mindless tasks that you do without the phone or watching TV or talking to anyone. Your mind wanders. I have to say, it hasn't led me to a particularly positive place. I feel a bit kind of wound up this afternoon and a bit sort of stuck in my own head, which I think is exactly the opposite of of where this was supposed to go. So I'm not really feeling like today has been a huge nixing success. Now, interestingly enough, like they said in the introduction about the, you know, the downsides of of Nixon, that was what happened to me. So the day actually just got worse after that. I overcompensated for doing nothing for 40 minutes in the bath by cooking dinner for that night and cooking lunch for the next day and finishing all the laundry by lunchtime. Oh my God. And you told me this on text about four times. Right. I was so fucking fed up. By Sunday night, I went to bed at nine o'clock. I lay in bed until 11 o'clock doing nothing, more nixing. No phone, no chatting, no reading. I hoped that I would go to sleep, but I didn't. I just lay there and mainly my head went to the place of like, how has it been an entire year since Boris Johnson told us, oh, 12 weeks, we'll be out the other side of this. And how is this just now our lives? And I, and I went there and eventually I had to get myself out of this funk by in my own head rating the top 10 best kisses <laughs> I've ever had of all time. <laughs> and then I went not. to sleep. Oh my God. I did. I, you know what I would have suggested as your coach what? to what? get up and go for a run? That would have got you out of your head. At 11 o'clock at night and minus maybe, two. Maybe. Okay. Maybe the next day, but something to get you out of your own fucking head. You're going, I mean, I don't even, I can't even remember people I've kissed. It's been, I've been with Asm for so long. Well, it took a lot of thinking. Should we summarize? Let's, let's. Did anything work for you this week? Not really. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I'd like to say, actually, I found it quite... Listen, I like doing my puzzle, but my puzzle was in my life. I mean, the puzzle is getting a lot of airtime, but... It the really puzzle, is. <laughs> the puzzle was in my life pre-Nixon. Um, and I do appreciate the power of rest. And I do yes. appreciate the power of stopping. I just don't need to do it in a way that feels completely pointless to me. Yes. I still think you can bring joyous things, even if that's lying on your bed, listening to a podcast, lying on your bed, reading a book. They're really enjoyable and they're really relaxing. I think you can get Mm. the same, you can get the same impact from doing the things that you love. Do you know what this is reminding me of? Like just now while we're talking about it. Remember when you were a teenager 
like before it was really interesting being a teenager, like pre 16, 17, you were like 13, 14, 15, and you would be in your bedroom and like you'd done your homework or it was a weekend. And obviously there was no laundry. There was no cooking. You have no children. You have no husband. And you just used to hang out in your bedroom kind of doing nothing like maybe you'd reorganize your nail polishes or some shit like that I remember spending I used to make mixtapes yes I used to do that but that's quite productive but I'm talking about more like just hanging out in your bedroom alone there was no like purpose or end goal or productivity you were just kind of being and actually that was enjoyable and good and fun and but I don't think I ever did that Oh, I used to. I think I would either sit on the phone or I'd make a mixtape or I would sit and record the top 40 charts. That is what I used to do. Organize my makeup and like go through my clothes and, you know, just hang out. But you still do that. I kind of do, but I have less time. (laughs) But I don't have the, the, I don't have the luxury of time to sit kind of just doing mindless stuff. So uh, that's why I was excited this week because I felt like I was being given permission to slow down and do one task at a time and see what what would flow from it. Would creativity flow? No. What flowed? Rats, boredom, mild insomnia. Fuck that. Um, and my birthday present. Well, that flowed from it. Yeah. <laughs> really quite smug about that. I just want it to come now. <laughs> but the, But... And I agree with you. The The important piece here is giving yourself the permission to spend your time how you choose. And whether that's doing nothing, whether that's reading a book, or whether that's going for a nap at two o'clock in the afternoon, it doesn't matter. It's whatever fills your soul and makes you feel better after. Like I said, self-care is about adding value to you and to your wellness. Mm. It's not about taking it away. So this for me felt like it was taking something away from me. I also think that maybe right now we're not in a great place where thinking too much is a productive or positive thing. I think because there is so little to do and so little places that you're able to go, actually finding things to do and feeling a bit productive is probably going to make you feel in a better headspace than doing nothing because we're doing nothing anyway, actually. Right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Did you learn anything? I learned that I don't like to do nothing. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I'm happy being productive. And that doesn't mean that I'm burnt out because I'm not. And I really do know when to stop and stick on a Real Housewives episode or when to take myself off and lie on my bed and read a book. I really do know when to do those things. Yeah. Um, So me being productive is not, it's not a destructive place for me. I get that it is for some people and that needs addressing and looking at, but I know where my balance is. So I'm good with being productive. What about you? Mm. I just learned that I am a real busy knickers. I did say to you at the beginning of the week, I self-identify as lazy. And you were like, you're not lazy. You're like the least lazy person. I said, no, no, I really am lazy. But I think I'm going to stop self-identifying as lazy because I'm just... Yeah, I'm a right, I'm a right, I'm a right busy knickers. I have to, I like to be doing. Doing makes me happy. I'm so happy that you've just said that because when you wrote that on the text... Um, and I thought to myself, that's an old story in Lauren's life 
because I know you fresh. I know you from the last year and a half and you are not lazy at all. We wouldn't be partners if you were lazy. It wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to, I can't stand laziness. (laughs) Um, So that's an old story. And that is not who you are today. So I'm really pleased that you have updated that file. Well, thanks. Would you recommend this to your clients? Uh, it depends if they are, if they border on the destructive side of productivity, then absolutely. Yes, I would. Mm. And you? I really feel, and actually I have to have this discussion sometimes with very heavily pregnant women, especially ones who are in high powered, high driven careers. I actually encourage them to go on maternity leave a couple of weeks earlier, because I think there is a shock that happens when you have a baby where you go from being so productive to looking at your watch and going, it's 12 o'clock. I'm still not dressed today. All I've managed to do in a 12 hour period is post a letter. So I think they need to kind of get to that point where they manage, manage that life's going to slow down and, 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 and ease into that. Not so much at the moment because life, everyone's life has slowed down, but in, in normal times, I always say, please just, give yourself one task to do a day. And maybe that task is a cup of coffee with a friend in the afternoon or going to the post office. And that's enough of an achievement with a newborn. So I do encourage taking the time to completely pare back, slow down and give yourself permission to do that. And don't think of that as a failure or compare it to life beforehand. Yes. Yes. And I, and that is, you know, that is the piece that I'm taking away from this, this week is that you've got to give yourself the permission to stop. And however stopping looks for you, but you've got to because rest is just as vital as play and it's just as vital as work and it's just as vital as productivity, if not more so. And if you need to give it a title, if you need to feel like I have to say I'm doing nothing by calling it Nixon, I'm actually doing something, then call it Nixon and do nothing. Yeah. (laughs) That's it. I I like that because it kind of gives it that... That, that achievement edge that I was talking about yes. before. Yes. Is it coming yes. in the club? I'm going to say no. Yeah, it's not coming in my club either. Good, thank fuck for that. I was going to get a bit stressed about that. No. We're not, we're not going to have time to do nothing in the club. Not to say that you're going to be so busy, but you're going to be too busy living in joy rather than living in Nixon. Love it. Thank you so much for listening to our show today. If you like what we do here and you want to be part of the club, come join us on our social channels at Self Care Club Pod. And you can get in touch by emailing us hello at selfcareclub.co.uk and just let us know about any practices you've tried, anything that you've enjoyed, anything you want us to try. Just be in touch because we really do love hearing from you. And go leave us a review on Apple Podcasts because that really does help us out and it really keeps us growing. Um, thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for listening. Keep well, stay safe, and we'll be back on Friday with the Epilogue Show. Bye. This was a Stakhanov production and part of the ACAST Creator Network. Welcome to another round of Boardroom or Miro Board. Today we talk retrospectives with Agile Coach Maria. Let's go. First question. You've spent two hours in a team retro, but the only input you've heard is Dave's. Boardroom or Miro Board? Boardroom. In Miro, Dave can't hog the space because everyone can add thoughts anonymously, online, at the same time. Correct. Next. 
You need the team to act on feedback fast. So you turn all those retro notes into Jira tasks instantly. Miro all the way. And I can assign those tasks to teammates. You're nailing this. Now, you see hundreds of sticky notes from the retro. A real mess. But you organize them into five themes in just seconds. Miro, I basically get back an entire hour when I use its AI tools for clustering. And she's done it. Join over 60 million people running actually enjoyable and actionable retros in Miro. Get your first three boards free at Miro.com. That's M-I-R-O.com.